for October 20th, 2019. I'm Felipe Nolfo. I'm Brandon Parkins. I'm Chris Sologi. And I'm Lee Lamb. And uh, the ongoing saga of Blizzard continues. Yep. Um, yeah, we, we'll have some interesting thoughts to uh, to share a little bit later on that. Uh, but there have been some other interesting developments this week, so uh, it, it should be a make for a decently entertaining show. Uh, mm-hmm. Hopefully. Mm, you know, we kind of set the bar pretty low here. So, mm-hmm. anyways. Uh, but before we get to that, I just wanted to give a quick PSA to uh, everybody. Uh, the Internet Archive has added... 2,500 plus or so uh, DOS games uh, yep. to their archive, uh, adding, well, uh, to their 2,400 that they already had. Mm-hmm. So there's about, you know, 5,000 or so titles there for you to choose from. Uh, you can play them directly in the browser or you can download them and play them on DOSBox on uh, your normal system. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of like this because there's, there's some pretty good stuff in there. Uh there's, uh, you know, Wipeout is in there, the PC version, which, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't even know existed. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's that. Uh, and I also find it kind of fun that, you know, I can get these now on a legit site uh, that, you know, isn't going to infect me with malware. Mm-hmm. So that, that's always a plus, I think. Uh, but, yeah, if uh, there's a particular game that uh, you want to play and it's not available on GOG... And check out the Internet Archive, because chances are you probably find it there. So, yep. Yeah. And they, they seem to be going to be updating this um, as they get more material. It's like, yeah. And some of these have, like, manual scans and box scans and all that good stuff. So, uh, yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice little thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so beyond that, uh, we've been playing some stuff this week. Uh, my continuing adventure with uh, PC Building Simulator is, um, yeah, this game has kind of taken over my life, apparently. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm about you know, midway through uh, level 22, so I've got access to Threadripper CPUs. I've got uh, started to get RTX cards, uh, so I'm getting fairly current to what the hardware is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of fun. Uh, I I kind of mentioned this on uh, Friday, where uh, I had the Queen of England uh, wanting me to build a PC, and I was going to get a royal warrant for it. So mm-hmm. that that was that was been pretty cool, but she then got uh, really addicted to uh, online multiplayer games, uh, and her uh, apparently almost uh, caused an international incident with uh, Holland, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of other royal duties were getting uh, neglected. So indirectly, I might have been partially responsible for Brexit. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like, this is what got Boris Johnson elected, PC simulator. <laughs> yeah. So that was a, that was a thing. Um, what else? That's hilarious. Uh, currently, I've got a uh, Starship captain who's uh, just had a, had a storage upgrade done on his computer. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it actually is William Shapner because he does the emphasis on the... Uh, Certain words in his emails. So that's hilarious. That that's pretty awesome. Uh, and uh, recently, I just serviced a PC that may or may not have murdered its owner. So that was some real demonic possession shit. Oddly, like whenever I serviced that PC, it was very well behaved and didn't do anything weird. But mm-hmm. hey, uh, that's a thing that happened. So uh, as you could probably guess, this game is not 
exactly what it initially seems like it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's great. And that's why it keeps me playing, because I have no idea what the hell they're going to throw at me next. Uh, and this is just the career mode. I mean, you know. Uh, that actually, like, legitimately sounds cool. It's, <laughs> like, it's fun. It is a lot of fun. Like, uh, I'm actually kind of in, impressed by what you're talking about here. Like, holy shit, all right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, also, i got to figure out what case that Starship Captain's using. It's pretty cool. Now, does it use, like, real-world parts? Like, it's uh, you're talking about, like, Threadripper and shit, but, like, is it, like, shit that's available, or do they, like, make shit up? Uh, initially, when they started, like, when it was an early access, it was just generic stuff that they'd made up. Uh, but as the buzz started building, they had, like, manufacturers coming to them. So, no shit. Yeah, they've got AMD, they've got NVIDIA, they've got Intel, uh, Arctic, Antec, EVGA, MSI, ASUS, uh... Oh, and, shit. Like a whole lot of real world parts and are all in there. So, That's pretty wild. Yeah. So like I think uh, actually I'll have to check to see if I if, see if my actual case is in there because uh, maybe I'll just build mm-hmm. my computer in PC Building Simulator. That's uh, that'd be kind of fun. Um, also, uh, you you could in theory, if you wanted to, uh, do, run dual twenty eighty Ti's with a Celeron. You shouldn't, but you could. Good God, I can't imagine how hot that would get. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, yeah. Really. Well, you can water cool. Like I've, I've been doing. I've got a. See, I, I'm gonna have to start seriously looking at water cooling for my next uh, my next system because it's. I've got. I finally got the fan curve on this uh, on my 2080 Ti going well, but um, it is just kind of is a hot CPU no matter what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to do custom loops, that's yeah, that gets really fun. Uh, yeah, Corsair just actually did a uh, a site where you can kind of you know spec out your your case, tell them what case you have, and then it'll show you like what you can use in it. And yeah, oh. it's uh, it, if for somebody who's like wanting to start getting into custom loops and doesn't really know know where to start, that's actually a pretty good way to do it. Um, yeah, I'll have to check that out because I'm legitimately concerned about like fucking up my shit. Yeah. Like I can do air cool like all day long. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, just I don't know. Even just and I, I totally get it. It's not like this is a new thing for people, but anything that that uses water near yeah. these chips just makes me nervous. <laughs> yeah. Even if it's like an all-in-one, like it still just makes me nervous. Mm. You know, and it, I probably shouldn't, but you know. Yeah, well, the, the fluid that they, they use inside there is generally supposed to be non-conductive, so it shouldn't yeah. short out any of your components if it leaks, but you, you definitely just don't want it to leak in the first place. Well, I'm also, you know, I'm a little averse to water at the moment. <laughs> yeah, uh, you've had you've had quite enough of water, I, I think. Dude, I, I walked into my garage the other day and I smelled like some dampness and I was like, oh no. <laughs> Like, and I had, like, a fucking, basically, I had, like, a heart attack. It turns out it was, like, a book that had been, like, left in the path of the water, and so it just started smelling. But, man, I, I like, legit had a fucking panic attack. Like, oh! Yeah, what else? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. come on, man, for real? Yeah, I uh, highly recommend. Check out PC Building Simulator. It's it's a lot of fun. Very relaxing. Uh, might want to also get the DLC, because a couple of those extra well. Yeah, that's kind of been it for me. How about you, Brandon? Uh, well, I've been playing Spider-Man. Um, I did, uh, I finished the, uh, main campaigns for the DLC, so I'm now doing the, uh, post-game stuff. 
because they're still. Hey, what, do you think of, what do you think of the DLC? Because I never got a chance to even do it. I own it's it. It's actually really good. Yeah. Um. Combined in total, it's the black it's, cat shit, right? Uh, actually, there's a lot of shit that goes on it. Uh, Black Cat is in it, but she's like one character in a fairly lengthy storyline. All all three parts put together, it's about the length of the actual game. Really? Um, but yeah, because the up, cat statue stuff seemed to be like so throwaway. Yeah, and then it with no payoff, and then of course it's there in the DLC. But I just I never got around. Yeah, to it. Uh, so so uh. Yeah, so it's uh, basically the basic plot of the DLC is, you know, Black Cat finally shows up again um, in person, not just, you know, over audio. Uh, and it turns out that, you know, she's going around stealing what look like rare pieces. There are actually things that have like these uh, um, drives in them. They have this information, and it basically has to do with uh, the Magia, which in Spider-Man terms, that's that's the mob. Uh, specifically, it has to do with Hammerhead, who is a mob boss with a very large plate in his head, who is obsessed with turning himself into something stronger and stronger. Uh, it's got stuff to do with, like... Uh, like, for example, uh, you may remember Yuri Watanabe, the, the head of police, um, that you do stuff with in the proper game. Uh, basically, uh, she kind of goes rogue for a while, um, and Hammerhead is part of the reason. Wait, do we get more Spider Cop? Uh, no. Oh, man, that was one of the best parts of that game. Yeah, but, uh... Let's see, what else? Um, oh, yeah, there's also Screwball. Screwball is basically uh, fucking a female supervillain version of Logan Paul. <laughs> like, no shit. Like, all, her whole thing is about... The YouTube character, right? Yeah, her whole thing That's, is you, oh, you, wow. she sets up like this uh, these challenges with like escaped convicts and hostages and stuff just so she can get likes. I could she's from the normal Marvel universe, isn't she or is she an ultimate character? I think I she can't is. remember. Okay. Uh but yeah. Um but yeah, Screwball is actually uh, and yeah, she is a Marvel character. Yeah, she's a live streaming supervillain. That's literally her whole thing. And uh, yeah, <laughs> um, and yeah, that's uh, there's a lot of stuff that happens in there. A lot of twists and turns. But uh, yeah, it's uh, actually very highly recommended. And fortunately, because now you can get you know the game of the year edition, it's all on there on the discs. You don't actually have to fizz- go and buy. You don't have to actually buy it from the PSN store now. So yeah, that's cool. I'll, like I said, I have to when I get on on vacation this year. I'll have to check that out. It was one of those things that I wanted to, and I just never got around to. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was it was one of those things I didn't want to play it in pieces. I wanted to play everything all together. Yeah. So um, it'll be good to go back to that one. Although I'm sure I'm going to fuck my finger up since uh, web shooting is still on the right trigger. I wish I could change that. 
like you can. Like I have our. Like, can you change it to like uh, like uh, one of the face buttons? Yeah, you're the uh, there's the accessibility controls on the uh, on the PS4 dashboard. You can re- you can remap any button to any button. Really? Yeah. All right, that's good to know. Yeah, because I've got I'm getting I'm getting pretty bad arthritis in my index finger, and so like constantly jamming the trigger to fly or to web spin is is really it fucking hurts. <laughs> we're all getting old. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. But okay. anyway, that's what I've been playing. So, uh, Chris, what about you? Yeah, so I've been playing some more Rocket League. Uh, mm-hmm. Not their Halloween event is out now called uh, Haunted Hallows, which is this year is uh, Stranger Things themed. Mm-hmm. So they took the farm map, the farm uh, arena, and uh, put the Mind Flare in there from Season 2. Uh, nice uh, red hue to the whole map. Uh, kind of make it look like the, the Upside Down. A bit with like the particles floating around and all that, and the the map has like all the like weird veiny shit all over it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looks really cool as well as uh, they have a bunch of items, like maybe about fifteen that you can earn. About half of which I think are Stranger Things themed. Yep. Uh, they even got one of the skins for vehicles that is the the Hawaiian shirt that Hopper wears in uh, season three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has that kind of art style to it, uh, which looks really good. As well as some, um, let's see, there's like a Scoops Ahoy thing for your avatar, uh, for your badge. Uh, I got the the Demogorgon uh, uh, title they can put on there, as well as there's a uh, the badge itself. The banner is uh, has like a nice Demogorgon design on it, and some other cool stuff. Uh, I like the Starcade Mall that logo is on. They got a wheel that has that mm-hmm. on there. Uh, some cool stuff on it. Uh, bunch of stuff to work towards, as well as the the battle pass itself, which I've been working on. Uh, been a lot of fun uh, getting back into it. Uh, also played some more Bloodstained on Xbox One. Uh, beat the uh, the samurai boss. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Took me a second try to get it, but uh, eventually got it. Um, working towards just getting more stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but enjoying it so far. Uh, let's see. Been I streamed yesterday Felix the Reaper, which is also on Game Pass, but as well as uh, PC and PS4. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that is a pretty cool puzzle game uh, where you are playing a Reaper named Felix. Uh, and it's kind of, the theme is a bit more bureaucratic, in that you're kind of in this Reaper program of working in the ministry of the, of the Reapers that is kind of setting up people's deaths that need to be killed. Uh, for whatever reason, I don't know just yet, but uh, Felix has a crush on a woman named Betsy that works in the uh, the Heavens version of their department. Uh, and they very much uh, show her with like massive cleavage and all this sort of weird stuff uh, in a way that I wasn't expecting. Um but yeah, you're kind of, in this puzzle game, kind of uh, had these different scenarios you're going through. And you're trying to figure out how to get to uh, the goal and do whatever it is. Usually, uh, it's either bring a specific person or item to a specific spot. Uh, and along the way, because you're a Reaper, you have to work in the shadows. So you have to uh, pay attention to how the shadows move uh, between two spots is the way they have it, two directions. Uh, and you can kind of preview it, so you can sort of double-check, like, oh, this spot I'm going to be in. 
is still going to be in the shadow when I change it. Because if uh, it's not there, you kind of uh, it kind of reverses you back uh, before that move. Uh, so not really too much in the way of penalties for it, but uh, for each of the stages, they have a series of stats like how many times you uh, switch the sun, how many times you get caught in the sun, like how many steps you take, and how many uh, actions you perform, mm-hmm. and as well as time. And it gives you three medals that are based on reaching the requirements for some of those stats. So some of them might be, you know, get caught in the sun zero times completing this, you know, switch the sun six times, and then do this in under a minute kind of thing, where you have to, uh, you're kind of working on uh, getting all that stuff. Uh, you don't have to, at least so far, but I think you unlock uh, more hard challenges uh, as you go. But uh, for the stream, I was just doing the the basic, just beat the, the mission, and it kept opening up new ones. So I think you kind of just get through it the easier way, but if you want the extra challenges, you kind of have to go back and kind of figure out ways to min-max how you're doing the, the levels. Uh, and then it opens up a hardcore once you beat it, hardcore version of that stage, which has specific coins that you have to collect. Uh, as well as is uh, much harder. So uh, I think that's what I did at the end. And uh, it took me a lot of time to figure it out, but I eventually did. And it was a good good reward, uh, good rewarding sort of challenge to it. So that game's uh, really quite a good uh, puzzle game. It has a nice style to it. Cause, uh, Felix, like at the, the very beginning, they tell you that the, the bureaucrat is going to hate that Felix loves to dance. Uh, and that's kind of the, the theme is like he's just kind of listening to uh, his like uh, Walkman, listening to music and just dancing as he's moving around and standing around and whatever. Uh, and once you complete like one of the uh, the things you're supposed to do in the stage to beat it, it pops up like a little message that is usually referencing some song lyrics, mm-hmm. uh, sort of stuff. So there's like a little bit of like Baby Driver in there. Uh, that is pretty good, nice uh, nice style to it. Um, the game we're gonna be stream- uh, streaming today is Stranded Sails. Explorers of the Cursed Islands, uh, which is a game that uh, I've been looking forward to for a bit here and got a code the other day. I was playing it a bit earlier uh, today, and it's kind of uh, a bit of a survival game, but uh, with maybe some more structure to it, like a, like a Stardew Valley kind of thing. Uh, maybe a little bit of Zelda in there as well, because uh, I've been doing some farming, but it's not set up anywhere like a Stardew Valley where you have a farm or anything. Uh, the start is that your dad is setting up this expedition to go to to a new uh, land, uh, kind of just moving permanently. Uh, and you got a bunch of people with you, as well as yourself. You're either a uh, boy or girl, so you're kind of his daughter or son, depending on how you want to do it. And along the way, uh, shit happens, and you uh, crash uh, onto these islands. And you're kind of... Uh, trying to gather everybody again, uh, set up operations, and hopefully uh, rebuild things so you can actually get back on track uh, and get back to where you're supposed to be going. Uh, and along the way, you're kind of... So far, I've been doing a lot of fetch quests. Uh, as, for whatever reason, uh, your dad brings all these people that are like experts, uh, you know, farming and building and all this stuff, but they all just like, hey, you're pretty good at this. You just do everything. Uh, kind of way that games typically work. Yeah. Uh, and so I've been, you know, hunting around the island, picking up stuff so we can do some cooking, 
uh, some farming and all this. Uh, it all works pretty well. Uh, uh, the only real meter you have to worry about as far as survival stuff is your energy, your stamina. Uh, and as you walk around, you lose a little bit, but as you do you know, dig up a uh, plot of uh, land for farming or water or chop down trees or whatever, it takes up bigger chunks. So your cooking uh, refills uh, that stuff when you eat that. But also I've gotten to the point where I can put in food for a stew uh, that will essentially like refill a big chunk of your uh, stamina uh, for a good while. So uh, there's plenty of ways to kind of uh, get around that limitation. Uh, and also you kind of go back to the, the part of the ship that's still around is the captain's cabin. So you kind of go back and sleep on the bed too if you want hmm. uh, and do some stuff. And there's – so far the time of day hasn't really mattered because uh, yeah. I can kind of do things pretty much at any point. People just hang around uh, if they have – if they're part of the quest that I'm doing right now. Uh, but so far, yeah, that hasn't really become into an issue. But I just got a sailboat that I can actually start going around to the, the other small islands that are around where I'm at uh, and hunt for more stuff and – Find people, find their stuff, you know, all that sort of stuff. Uh, so it's starting to open up a bit where I'm at right now, about two hours in. So I've uh, been liking that a lot. It's a, it's a nice, like, pleasant, chill game. Mm-hmm. I haven't had to do any fighting just yet, but I know that one of the people that was on the boat uh, runs the uh, forge. I was looking forward to make some weapons once we got to where we're supposed to go, but obviously we didn't get there, so I got to... Eventually, I'm going to find her and start making some weapons, and I found a cave that I assume is where I'm going to start uh, fighting enemies hmm. uh, and harvest their uh, stuff for making stu- new stuff. So uh, that's been pretty good. I'm going to stream that tonight at uh, 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's been pretty much it. How about you, Lee? Uh, I haven't had time for shit this week because uh, work is uh, so bad that I'm seriously considering jumping out the window. But the problem is, is I work in my basement. So if I jumped, I'd only fall about three feet and probably just hurt myself. So mm-hmm. um, I've really just been trying to play things in, you know, in between the, the few minutes that I, I can. And uh, that has been pretty much all uh, Dragon Quest uh, Eight. Again, just trying because it, because it's relaxing to play, you know, so you just go through it, you chill. You know, get some stuff done if you want to. If not, run around the field and beat the shit out of everybody. You know, and still kind of feel like you're at least making some sort of headway. So, uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't been able to really do shit. Um, I'm hoping to to get some time back with uh, with uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands. Uh, I'm not going to be playing um, Breakpoint anytime soon. I'm going to wait for them to fix that bullshit. Hmm. And uh, yeah, that's about it. I'm I'm uh. Trying to figure out, there's so much shit I actually want to play. There's this, uh, there's this new, uh, like taxi cab game that came out on Switch that I legitimately want to play, like yeah. Neo Cab or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, I just want to check that out, but I haven't. Same thing, haven't had any fucking time. So I'm sure I'll get there. But yeah, that, that's been pretty much it. I got nothing, nothing on uh, like what you guys are doing. <laughs> All right. Uh, so uh, this week we got some releases, but the only one we really care about is Trails of Cold Steel Three. Um, yeah, that comes out Tuesday for PS4. Yay. Buy it. Yeah. Or as I also like to call the game, Jesus, who's going to die first? <laughs> uh, everybody dies eventually. So. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, so that's... Uh, wait, that's not... Was, they're doing a physical release of that, right? Yeah. 
Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's coming out this week. Uh, enjoy it. Yeah, so, we have the review up for by Dan Reb on Smash Bad for anybody interested. Yep. Um, he liked it. <laughs> yeah. A bit. Uh, yeah. So that's, oh, Scott, Outer Worlds is out this week. Yeah. Uh, that is on Game Pass on Xbox and I assume PC. Uh, that also will be out on PS4. Mm. There's also Minotaur Arcade Volume 1, mm. which is a uh, Jeff Minter remaking two of his uh, classic games, uh, Grid Runner and Goat Up, mm. for PSVR. That sounds uh, As well, you can play without PSVR as well. But yeah. if you. It's kind of like uh, the way Resogun kind of works, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A more 3D uh, version of that game, but yeah, that seems pretty neat. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if Outer Wilds will be on PC Game Pass because it's Epic exclusive. Okay. So that would be your. That's irritating. Yeah. Uh, uh, outer Worlds, not Outer Wilds. I keep getting those two confused because the names are so similar. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into the news. Uh, we're going to continue on from last week where uh, Blizzard did their thing and uh, suspended a bunch of people. Well, one mm-hmm. in particular, and uh, because of a pro uh, Hong Kong uh, uh, comment that he made. Yeah. Uh, but there were three other students who did a live stream at a university uh, Hearthstone tournament who uh, held. They up, also uh, got kicked off. Yes, but there was a very long delay between that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So it kind of. I mean, the optics of it look as if uh, they're just doing this to not play, to like make it look like they're not playing favorites. Uh, I guess legitimately they they could have not known about that one, but it's it's a sponsored event. I think Blizzard would have known. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The thing I saw that like the dumbest thing that they did is actually put that uh, policy into place. Like actually write it up as a policy. Because now they enforce it every single time it happens. Uh, yeah, it's like they couldn't just like have the one-time thing mm. uh, happen and move on. Because now they're just encouraging everybody to at least consider doing it if yeah. they actually want to. And then they've gone and, on record saying as they're not doing it to Twitch streamers. Uh, mm. So you know, at this point, it's really hard to figure out what's what's going on over there because it seems uh, like how one hand isn't talking to the other. It, it's it's getting to be a really a really confused situation, and part of me actually wonders if Blizzard isn't just getting piled on, uh, you know, by social media and all of that and all of that stuff. Uh, you know, if they genuinely didn't know the kind of backlash that they were going to to get from this, of course, I'm you know maybe being a little bit devil devil's advocate, but. Uh, I can't. No, I, I think it's very possible. I think if they knew they were going to step into this kind of fucking, you know, hornet's nest, they'd have never done it. Yeah. Um, I, I just think that they were probably complete. I mean, and hell, you can even see it. I mean, when when just the way that it took so long for them to get a response, like it just reeks of a company that's completely out of touch with its user base. Like, yeah, I, I don't know how you could even be you could be paying attention to the news, you know, and not realize somebody gonna be mad about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. And of course, yeah. this is like the second week now that we're we're going into this, and uh, I think uh, BlizzCon is like what uh, this week? The first. Yeah, that's no, first. The first. Yeah. Uh, th- that is going to be a shit show. Oh my oh, god! Yes, yes, it is. You are going to be see so many people cosplaying as Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm wondering. I'm wondering what they're going to do. 
in regards to because you know like I don't know if there's a policy for like what you can show up like wearing at BlizzCon mm. and there hasn't been um, years past. No, and I, and you know that's don't forget this is going to be a place where there's going to be like streamers or excuse me they're going to be streaming rather mm-hmm. you know everywhere so. I don't know. I, part of me wonders if they're going to like try and lock shit down and yeah. just have it be like, you know, because like they also have a and a like I guarantee, you know, the Q&A last year brought us, you know, don't you guys have phones? Uh-huh. Um, I can only imagine what this is going to be like this year. Yeah, I, if they do open Q&As this year. Uh, I, there's, I just I can't imagine they're going to do it. Yeah, people are just going to step up to the plate and go for it. And be like, you know, exactly. Be like, what the fuck is your problem exactly? I yeah. mean, don't forget, I mean, they also had, you know, again, last year they had the guy that was like, is this some kind of joke? Yeah. You know, when it came to Diablo Immortal, like, some of these some of these people that show up to these events have no chill. And, you know, you can't fault them for it. Like, BlizzCon tickets are expensive. The trip is expensive. If you're going out there um, – you know, you're spending your money and shit like that. I, I don't think a lot of people are going to be thrilled about being, you know, censored. Or I think what will happen is is they'll probably ask something that's, you know, on paper is really innocuous. Like, what do you plan to do with this? And then it'll be like, oh, yeah, what do you plan on doing about China? You know, <laughs> yeah. I, there's just there's just no way that this isn't going to be something that bites them in the ass. And I I just – it on what – like, I feel – because the thing is, is the people that are going to be doing the QAs and all this shit aren't the people. They aren't Kotick. And and Jay Allen Bragg, these aren't the guys that are responsible for this shit. You know, it's going to be some fucking poor schmucks on the mic, you know, or some streamer or whatever. Or just, again, the developers who were probably like, we just want to make fucking games. Like, we didn't know that this was going to turn into, like, <laughs> into yeah. a semi-international incident. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, I, I, I don't know. I just yeah. feel I would like assume that. they're going to take just submitted questions, handwritten, and then just ask the ones that are good. Yeah, yeah, and the ironic part is, is that they, when they do that, it, all it's going to do is create a situation where people are going to double down on, you know, oh, Blizzard fucking sucks and they're bought. And I mean, there's just no win in this for them. No. And I, I don't know. I don't think that there necessarily should be, frankly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's mean, still the just, only like, the only thing, the only way that they could possibly save some sort of face uh, is to just. At the opening keynote, just straight up address it and state their policy absolutely yeah, and unequivocally. That's yeah. the only way that they could get somewhat yeah. out of this. And even then, I mean, the, the damage to their reputation at this point is probably irreparable. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's the other part of this. I don't know where they go from here. Um, I don't know if they just, you know, because I think if this was any other time, like if this was a February, then this would blow over. Yeah, but. But it's, it's you know, there two weeks before fucking BlizzCon. Yeah, exactly. And mm. like, and and those people that are going to be going to BlizzCon, those are the folks that are the most tapped into what these guys are doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, they're it's not they're not going to be the the you know the layperson who's going to be like, wait a minute, Blizzard did what? Mm. You know. So I and then you know, couple that with the fact that now Congress has written them a letter. Like, yeah, this is just a bad time. look. Yeah. They. We, a letter sent by uh, and signed by several uh, members of Congress, including Marco Rubio and uh, AOC, Alexander Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, uh, two people who never agree with any uh, with each other. Yeah, uh, sending a le- sending a letter of agreement to uh, Bobby Kotick. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Basically yeah. saying, hey, you need to walk this shit back. Yeah, like, like I wouldn't throw I wouldn't throw Marco Rubio a cinder block if he was drowning. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but the fact that he's still he's in here like someone who has like licked Trump's boots, but is still like, no, this this China shit's not okay. <laughs> like you fucked up. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. You fucked up. And I think you know it also just speaks to I mean how 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 dense do you gotta be? Yeah. You know, to to not see this as a problem. Because the thing is, is no matter what they do, unless, frankly, they disavow China, which we know they're not going to do, there's nothing about this that I think is solvable for them. No. And I, it's like, you I, know? I, I look at the way that uh, Blizzard has handled this, and I look at the way that uh, Tim Sweeney of Epic uh, went, went on record as saying, hey, uh, yeah, we're never doing this. Uh-huh. Uh, and you know that that is a very different approach, and arguably a much bolder one by Epic because uh, Tencent owns forty percent of Epic. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know it's only a five percent stake in uh, in Activision Blizzard. So you know it, what it's effectively saying is that yeah, um, Tencent might own forty percent, but we still own the other sixty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and fuck y'all. Yeah. So uh, it's it's a really really weird situation. I, I'm, I'm just wondering how it's going to shake out in the next couple of weeks because uh, uh, yeah, Blizzard has not been well. Let's let's put it this way: their game subscriptions have been falling. Yep. Oh yeah, we certainly yeah. haven't been playing them. Wow, wow's uh, I know subscriber numbers have gone down because BFA has just not been a. Has not been a good expansion, mm-hmm. um, and then you know I think there's also the uh, I, from what I understand Hearthstone like is dropping like a rock right now because of all of this shit happened because of Hearthstone mm-hmm. or Hearthstone. Um, I don't know what's going on with Heroes of the Storm. I, I don't you know I don't keep track of that of those games, but like something's up. Yeah, I mean you Blizzard know like, canceled a uh, a. a a World of Warcraft anniversary event in Taiwan because of this. They yeah. canceled the uh, they canceled the Overwatch uh, launch at the Nintendo store and in then New York. Nintendo threw them under the bus. Yep, that yeah. was cold. That was cold. Even like Nintendo was like, yeah, we're not gonna have shit to do with this. Yeah, yeah, which which ended up creating some dumb conspiracy theories. Like, oh, Nintendo supports Hong Kong. They're not promoting Overwatch, and then the Overwatch launch is like, yeah, there's there's the the news thing on the the news app, uh, it's there on the storefront, all that stuff. Like, it's not showing up on bestsellers because Nintendo removed it from there. It's no. like no, it's a bundle. They don't show up on that stuff. Yeah. Also, if apparently, just... from what people have told me, uh, Overwatch on the Switch is not great. It's not very good. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah, and it's kind yeah, of it's got some problems. Yeah, it's kind of just late to the party. Yeah, it's uh, like three years old. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's three years old. The people jumping in. You would most likely have to be hardcore, and then why would you go for a 30 frames per second version? Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of just it being on the Switch, which I was like, this is an online-only game on a pl- platform. You sometimes probably won't be- have access to Wi-Fi. Yeah. Uh, to me, it just felt like the reason that they did it is the same reason that a bunch of people just put their shit on the Switch. Because Switch owners, I mean, seem to be willing to buy everything. Mm-hmm. You know, just yeah. like just just for the idea, like. This thing that I like is portable. I'm yeah. in there. Like yeah. that's how a lot of people are, you know. Like you. Yeah, exactly. Just like me. Um, but there, but there's also like 
I think it also depends on the reason that you're playing it, right? Like, yeah. I, I don't think I would... I don't like playing first-person shooters on consoles in the first place. Right. Um, even though, depending on what I'm playing, like, if it's not, if it's not like a, um, like a multiplayer uh, first-person shooter, then I'll typically play with a controller, but, like, in Overwatch, I play with, you know, my mouse and my keyboard, and, you know, yeah. it just, uh... Yeah, I, I just I can't imagine any reason why, unless you just had you didn't have access to Overwatch at all, why this yeah. would be the version for you. Yeah, it's like playing first person shooters on like a handheld console always kind of a bit weird because yeah. uh, just like the ergonomics aren't great for that. Yeah, uh, when you're have yeah, the, the switch is ergonomics is shit anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what's yeah, switch fixed? Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's yeah like I, even I still the, use my Switch Fix or I use a grip. If yeah. I have to do, you know. But so. even like the the Pro Controller isn't all that great either. Yeah. Uh, mine's mine. I think it's pretty much dead at this point. <laughs> uh, it worked for like thirty minutes and then just stopped again. Hmm. Like, so I'm like, God, just, yeah, mine doesn't work anymore. Yeah, your, your battery like, is toast. My battery is like toast. It just died on stream. What the fuck? Uh, one day and then just wouldn't charge anymore. Then just randomly I said, I'll just throw this on see. I was like, oh, it's charging. Okay, and I started playing something on my TV, and it's like, when I go play multiplayer, it died during the process of starting that up, so I just switched to touch mode, which you can't do when you're not uh, controlling anything. Mm-hmm. And I was, just had to watch my car just ride the rails to the end. <laughs> uh, so that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm concerned about the next-gen consoles is, like, you know, even I understand, uh, even with the new Elite that Microsoft's putting out, like, I like being able to put... Um, Rechargeable batteries in my controllers. Yeah, that that's what I use. Uh, so Switch but, um, is the only controller, the first controller I've had with rechargeables have any issues. Yeah, and it's like it already wasn't necessarily a great build quality. Yeah, uh, up front, just like the D pads sucking and all that, and being more expensive than the PS4, Xbox One controllers. Yeah, I guess yeah. just kind of the. It's like I'm not spending another seventy on another pro controller. Well, yeah, and that's the other part of the like those that are fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah, they're they're what they're asking for for those controllers is fucking ridiculous. Like you nowadays, at least because it's basically the end of the generation. You know, you can find um, you know Xbox One controllers and PlayStation Four controllers for like thirty five, forty bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure someone out there has probably gotten a better deal than me, but I know for me, like I think the the cheapest I've ever seen a pro controller is like $55. So yeah, that's about right. Yeah. When those you know, big holiday discounts come around and you, you, sometimes you'll see them. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's not a good one for the dual shock. Like I've actually replaced the battery in mine and that's actually very straightforward. Uh, oh, it is. Yeah. yeah. It's not hard to get into the controller and the battery isn't soldered in. It's just got a little ribbon cable. You just unhook it, hook it in the middle. Okay. Well, that's not bad. Yeah. I just, the only, the only problem I'm, I've got like four PlayStation four controllers when I actually play it simply because, um, they die so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Battery life has not been a good thing for the, the PS4. Uh, yeah, even switch if you set isn't the light bar dim, it, you can get a little bit better battery life out of it that way. But. Yeah, the Switch Pro controller is also bad because there's no way to have it just turn off the controller after it's not being used for a while. Yeah, it has to yeah, die with, with the system itself. That's a software yes. thing that they really should address. They, yeah, the Switch has some weird fucking issues like that that just don't make any damn sense. Yeah, yeah, it's like it you guys added this so it turns off the system after ten minutes. Like, why not the controller? Yeah, uh, that's the thing. It just drains the battery constantly. It's like mm. uh, it's just annoying. 
Right, that. and the worst part about that is, is like the Xbox and the PlayStation 4 do that, and the minute you turn the fucking system off, it tells the controller, shut off. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's not like the technology doesn't exist. Yeah. It's just like Nintendo's like, well, it doesn't exist for us. Yeah. Nintendo, Nintendo must be like how the Germans were in like 47 <laughs> when they were doing like history tours. Like, yeah. So what happened between 1940 and 1945? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> not a thing. We don't talk about that anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like the weird thing is like when you see any like uh, forums or whatever talking about like updates for Switch, there's tons of people are like, oh, it doesn't need anything. It's so nice. It's minimalist. It's like, no, it just has nothing to do. Yeah. Uh, it Dude. doesn't have even basic features. Like you have a multiplayer subscription service and you can't contact people on the system mm. to say, hey, we should play Rocket League or. Fortnite or whatever. Yeah, you have to go to, you know, Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Yeah. The worst part about Nintendo products, frankly, are the Nintendo fans. Yeah. Uh, they're just usually yeah. really bad, and they are willing to forgive everything, all shortcomings, and I don't know why. Yeah. For, for me, like the, the one thing that strikes me about Nintendo is uh, the shortcomings that they tend to that their products tend to have are always the Dumbest, yeah, stupidest thing. It's simple shit that could have been fixed. Yeah, Yeah. you know, if just if anybody like that's that's one of the things. My son, who my you know, my son loves Nintendo, and and uh, he's certainly not a fanboy because he has access to everything that we have here in the house. But you know, even uh, when it comes to some of that stuff, when we talked about just like like Breath of the Wild is a big point of contention for me and him, where I just like I'm like this game is just not built well. Like when it works, it really fucking works, but. You know, a good chunk of my of my criticisms with Breath of the Wild had to do with the fact that it's a lot of the stuff in it is designed like an open world game from like 2006, and there's just there are much better and more elegant ways to do a lot of the things that Breath of the Wild does. Um, I still think it's a good game. I've probably put now 40, 50 hours into it. I definitely will not do 120 shrines. I really should just go beat Ganon. But um, even just that inventory management and, and things like that, if, if you end up in a storm and it's raining, there's no option to wait, which has been in, like, every open-world game since, like, what, Morrowind, mm-hmm. I think? Yeah. And that was, what, 2000? Something like that. And, yeah, and it's just like like that kind of shit. And you can you can see that when it comes to the reason I bring that up is you can see that when it comes to Nintendo's system design and just shit that they didn't think of. And it's because they truly do operate like they aren't competing with anybody. Hmm. And it's one of those galling things that I don't understand why people give them a pass for it. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. you know we're about to be in 2020 and they just you they know don't really put out major updates the system no it's like maybe it does one small thing here or there but nothing that is what you would have want out of a console through the first few years uh, it's like it's, they it's really the weird. 3ds and the wii u have have folders yeah they had uh activity yeah. trackers like why can't the switch have the same thing it wouldn't slow anything down no yeah, yeah you should see yeah, one of the stuff even... that uh, modders are doing with the switch custom firmware it's like, at, at, at this point, the, the custom firmware on the Switch is so far ahead of what Nintendo has, it isn't even funny. Mm-hmm. It's just, yeah, you want folders? Yeah, we got that. Background images? Yeah, we could do that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you want to completely change the UI's colors? Yeah, we can do that. Uh, yeah. It reminds me when I had an iPod Touch, and like, Apple's like, your iPod Touch can't do wallpaper. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you can't change the JPEG? What yeah. the hell? Yeah. 
It's like, oh yeah, it, it was the same shit I used to see. That was one of the reasons we used to jailbreak iPhones because, like, I remember back in the day with the uh, with the original iPhone, you couldn't do video. Yeah. And then they jailbroke it. and It was like, yeah, you can. Yeah. You know, and just as simple, like, just uh, they wouldn't let you change some of your text uh, message sound. Like, it was just like just really stupid, overlooked shit. Yeah. And Nintendo acts like Apple. Um, but at least Apple iterates. Like, say what you want. At least they do iterate. Like, yeah. Nintendo just seems to go. Well, this is we're going to make this system this way. All right. Um, yep. Yeah. And I understand. Like a lot of that stuff is they have a big list of like things they want to do. They get them done as they can. But Nintendo doesn't I just think seem it's like they secondary. have that. No, it's- yeah, like like you have you have like PlayStation and, and Microsoft. We know they have people that are dedicated to firmware. I don't think Nintendo has that. Like it, it doesn't seem like they do, they, or they're just the B team or whatever. Because yeah, otherwise, you'd think in the they corner would... that they they might check on every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but it's like I think they're. I'm trying to see what system software they're on uh, right now. I think seven, it's seven, nine. Nine point oh point one. Mm-hmm. It's like that doesn't seem like it corresponds to how much it's improved. Yeah. Since oh, launch, yeah, they just jump around with like, numbers. For yeah, like they're doing the thing that like Firefox and Chrome does, where it's like every new thing we do yeah. is a new number. Yeah. Um, new, new, yeah, new version. Yeah. But, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, there is I'm one thing that would make uh, that would make Lee want to, uh, you know, custom firmware his Switch, uh, oh. and that's the ability to mod out the uh, uh, the weapon breakage in Breath of the Wild. Wait, hold, hold up. What? Yes, that's that's a thing you can do. People have done it. Uh, there, there's mods for Breath of the Wild on the Switch if you're running custom firmware. Because <laughs> I'll do it. How yeah. long does it take? Uh, it takes uh, a paperclip and uh, about half an hour. Shit, Phil. Oh, my God. <laughs> I assume I could save that at two. Yeah, it gets saved into your uh, one SD card. You probably want to dedicate an SD card to that. Yeah, so that was actually something I was wondering about when it came to uh, to like switch modding is like, I, well, so because if I if I if I mod one, I'm going to um, I'm going to buy another one, right? Because I assume they're probably fucking banning people. Hardcore. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Okay. But, so yeah, so can you transfer saves without issue or? Yes. All right, let's let's chat about this after the uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get some documentation later. So. Yeah, because I will. Uh, I was I was planning on buying um switch light. Buying a no, not a light. I'm, I'm still gonna go to um, I was planning on buying the one with the better battery life, and then just keeping one around, mod it, and let my kid fuck around with that one. Yeah. So. Uh-huh. Because it was funny, it was one of those things like we have multiple 3ds's in the house yeah. simply because he has his and I have mine, but I don't see any point in having two switches. Mm. Uh, but now, yeah, <laughs> shit. So let's get into uh, more stuff this week. Uh, we got the uh, release date ish, I guess launch date for Google Stadia, which is going to be November nineteenth. Yep. <sighs> uh, which is for founders, people that had the founders edition, yeah, or want to join the pro subscription. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody else is waiting till next year. Yeah, for the free uh, uh, tier where you can stream stuff, but you have to buy it. Yeah, um, and the uh, the subscription gets you, at least right now, Destiny 2, the collection. I don't know that they've said too much about what else is getting mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, yeah, Mortal Kombat 11 is going to be available. Um, yep. Yeah. 
just just what I want a fighting game that's very uh, dependent on on latency uh, on a streaming platform. Uh, that that seems like a great idea. Well, they did say it would be able to predict your oh, don't uh, get inputs ahead of time, that. so that you would have like <laughs> so it'll be like this. It'll be the shitty AI from Mortal Kombat 3 Ultimate when you jump in the air and immediately kicks you in the face. Mm-hmm. No, except it'll be like the game playing itself. Uh, that, that's what they're doing. That's what they're essentially saying that they're going to be doing is anticipating nice. what you might want to do and uh, inputting it before you do so that when you do, it's already in, in progress. How did they know? Yeah, Google's got Google it. Analytics, baby. Yeah. This is, just seems like a bad idea. <laughs> it's in. I'm telling you, this is how Skynet starts. <laughs> yeah. Skynet thing. isn't going to start with like you know, let's do AI for like medical software or some shit. It's like no, uh, we were trying to prevent you know predict when somebody would uppercut in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and here we are. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I don't have high hopes for this, um, but there are. I just don't care. Here. I, I don't care either, I mean, but there seems to be a lot of people who are very excited. I'm actually more excited about uh, xCloud than uh, than Stadia. Oh. Uh, I mean, because yeah. xCloud would have Microsoft behind it, for one thing, and they're, you know, yeah. as far as that goes, they're a lot... At least you would have, like, physical hardware to play those games behind it if oh. the service is down, for whatever reason. Yeah. But I kind of like the idea of having uh, an Xbox that I can just have access to. Like, right now, I'm in the middle of a generation, but if I had the... Uh, like, I don't think I'm going to buy an Xbox One X right now with Scarlet, you know, right, right around the corner. Um, yeah. So if I had xCloud and, like, the ability to use my account and just say, hey, uh, these are the games that you had. You can, you can play them if you want. Uh, that is appealing to me, if that's the way that they go. But, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, just the notion of like having to buy everything is kind of the thing that's uh, nothing like backing it up. Yeah. Like you can't play it natively on your PC or phone or whatever. No, yeah, it's it's uh, all streaming. All you basically buy is a license, and you know how good that is. We don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Google never goes down. Nothing yeah. ever goes down on the internet. Yeah. They, they no, never. no, never. And I mean, <laughs> www.killedbygoogle.com doesn't exist or anything like that. So I'm sure it's totally fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so moving on. Hardware news. Uh, analog. Uh, they make replica consoles. I wouldn't even, I can't, I wouldn't even call them replica consoles because they're, they're kind of their own thing. They play like the old games, uh, but they do it in a modern way. Uh, yeah. Uh, FPGAs. I mean, they've got three of them so far with the NES, the SNES, and the Genesis. Uh, now they're going to add a fourth uh, for Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance called the Analog Pocket. And it looks yep. real good. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a like a Game Boy Color. Yeah. Uh, kind of like the, the thinner Game Boy. Uh, but but sexier. Buttons. Yeah, uh, I think their their industrial design has uh, taken a step up for this one. Yeah, it has. yeah, it really has. Yeah, they're also going to have cartridge adapters to let you play Game Gear, Neo Geo Pocket, and Atari Lynx on it as well. Oh, that would be, uh, be very nice. Yeah, see, so three point five inch, oh, yeah. six fifteen PPI LCD screen, ten times the resolution of the original Game Boy. Uh, they claim it's the most advanced screen to ever appear on a video game system. Yeah. Uh, it's maybe I don't know. Uh, yeah, you can uh, remap all the buttons. 
and the sound comes through stereo speakers or 3.5 millimeters uh, headphone jack. Yep. Uh, see micro SD slot, original style link plug, rechargeable battery uses USB-C. Mm. That's, that's uh, nice. They're also going to have a dock. Uh, the analog dock lets you output directly to a monitor via HDMI. Yeah. Use the dock to sync directly with wireless Bluetooth controllers or connect up to two controllers directly via USB cables. Uh, yeah, it's... I think it looks great. It does. I'm really, I'm really kind of excited for it. I'm, I'm definitely gonna buy it. Yeah. yeah. It says it has a second dedicated FPGA, included specifically for developers to create and port using analogs, proprietary hardware, and scalers. Hmm. That's uh, very smart. Yeah. It also yeah. has a built-in digital audio workstation called Nano Loop with a synthesizer and sequencer designed for music creation, live performance. So. Yeah, and yeah, it's going to come out next year for two hundred bucks. Uh, no other specifics on that, but yeah, like yeah, it didn't say how much the dock was going to cost. No, no, not yet. But yeah, the screen at least like you'll be able to play it in like the intended colors for those games instead yeah. of the green tinted that Game Boy had. Yeah, pea soup uh, green. Yeah, that was that was great. Yeah, so now it's like going to be white and black instead of green and black. Yeah. We'll probably yeah. also have definable palettes if you want if you want to go that yeah. route. So. Yeah, there was a picture here that shows like setting screen. Yeah. For video audio system and all that. Yeah. Yeah, analog has been really good with that kind of stuff and their their support yeah. of their their consoles has actually been great. Uh, so. Phil, how is it they can get away with this? Uh because the patents on all of these systems have expired. Yep. So there's uh as long as they don't call them Game Boy Advances, uh, they, they can make them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's better anyway, because I can tell you for all intents and purposes, those old Game Boys don't work anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've got a couple. I have a couple of modded uh, SPs. No, excuse me, not SPs. Um, the OG ones, and I have them with the SP screens. I've got two of them. I'm going to end up getting rid of one of them anyway. But this is uh, intriguing to me. Um I'm, I'm curious to see how it goes. Yeah, so, I'll, I'll buy one. Yeah. I'll buy one because I'm all about them portables, and it looks like an EverDrive will fit. Yeah, it should. It has so, an SD card, so you might not even need to need to go that route. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be very, very cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I think, and yeah, like like you said, Phil, their industrial design has has gotten shockingly better. Like this system looks fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like it yeah, really it, does. It's fantastic. The other issue I see is potentially it looks like it's not great ergonomics because it's yeah, kind of similar yeah. to like the SP, where it's like the the, the shoulder buttons are kind of like right behind the screen. Yeah, in a way that feels like it's gonna cause me to only play for like twenty thirty minutes at a time. Hmm. For I think it to it's bigger than stop. SP, so it might be a little bit easier on that on that, uh, yeah. in that regard. Yeah, I hope. Um, you know, I hope that it. it uh, the ergonomics are good. Um, yeah, at least if you're just playing just, Game Boy stuff, you don't have to worry about shoulder buttons. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I still think it looks great. I, the only thing, my only big concern for it is um, is the if because I, I would really like the black one, mm-hmm. um, but I, all I can think about is the DS Lite when that came out, and the black one. I was like, oh, this is so fucking sexy. I'm getting one of those, and then I got one, and it was like all the fingerprints, <laughs> yeah, all of the time. Everywhere, yeah, 
And it, it was looks amazing. The, the, those uh, those DSs were amazing. They'd pull fingerprints from people who hadn't even touched it. Yeah, it was, so, it was exactly. Somebody just passing by. Somebody passing by would just get printed the fuck up. It yeah. would be ridiculous. So yeah. Um, and so that ended up making the white one uh, the one to get. Yeah. Um, what I'm and the thing is, I actually typically I think I'm unusual in that I like um, I like uh, white consoles, mm-hmm. uh, but with this, uh, I definitely I think the black looks better. I could totally see just the white almost being like distracting, whereas if you're just playing it on the dark or and then in the dark or just you know um, just by itself that you know you just kind of lose focus of everything but the actual screen. And I feel like the white on this one, the way it looks, just is, sort of detracts from that. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the we'll most see. of the shell is matte, is matte black. So I think fingerprints probably wouldn't be an issue. So yeah, so yeah, looking forward to that, and you'll have to report back when you, when you get your hands on one of these, uh, Lee. So, yeah, hmm. of course that's going to be next year. <laughs> it's yeah, whenever they actually yeah, you know, but they, tell us they've actually been pretty good about that, uh, sticking to the dates that they 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 say. So they seem to have their their industrial process. Uh, so going on, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare won't have loot boxes. Uh, but it will have uh, battle passes. Uh, yep. Of course. Yeah, I don't believe it for shit. Yeah, it, it's... Will, it will have loot boxes uh, a month and a half after launch is, is how that's going to happen. Yeah, because uh, yeah. we already saw what happened with the last Call of Duty. We saw how this works. Yeah, and Crash Team Racing, yeah. which they added uh, the microtransactions to after the fact. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, so they're going to be adding maps and game modes uh, for free. Mm-hmm. Just having this uh, battle pass is like the the main way they're getting money for the time being. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to last. I, it, maybe it's it's cynical of me to like not believe anything that uh, Activision says at this point, but uh, their track record doesn't instill confidence anymore. Uh, well, anymore. This is the company that uh, finds a finds a concept that works and then runs it into the ground. You know, uh, this is happening with Call of Duty already. It's it's still huge numbers, uh, but you can see those numbers. I don't think anybody here is getting Modern Warfare. Um, I don't know. No, no, no. I, not um, right now, at least. Yeah. I, I think I'm I think I'm out of that that kind of genre in general. Like I just I, there's nothing uh, nothing fun in it for me. Yeah. Yeah. A funner story. Uh, uh, Volition. They managed to find the uh, source code for the PC port of Saints Row 2, and they decided that they're going to update it. To All right. Maybe make yeah. it non-garbage. Uh, yeah, it's one of the yeah one of the worst console to PC ports around. It kind of just said on Steam is like a thing you could buy, but uh, depending on how new your system is, uh, you might not be able to run it very well. Yes. Uh, yeah. So they're going to. They have a two-person team. Is it going to put to work uh, rebuilding Saints Row 2 from scratch? So it'll run on more modern systems and hardware configurations. Mm. Uh, it'll run on Steam, not GameSpy for multiplayer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which died in uh, well, like say, holy five shit, or six years ago. Yeah. In ages. Uh, it also bring the DLC that was released on consoles, but not on PC. Mm. Uh, so yeah, update this on GOG because that's where I actually have it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I feel bad for the two guys who are actually having to work on this and going through that source code and go, "What brain dead monkey decided this was the right way to do it?" 
Yeah. 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 So the weird thing is the PC port was not done by Volition. Hmm. It was done by CD Projekt Red. <laughs> so. Uh, and so kind of when THQ uh, went bankrupt and all the stuff got sold off, Volition thought like, well, that we've lost everything for this game. Hmm. That's kind of a lost cause, but uh, they ended up finding it after <laughs> all. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing the, you know, it actually playable again. Yeah. And we're we're big into preservation here, and it's it's nice when a developer goes, you know what, we could do this better, and so let's yeah. take the time and do it. Let's not leave this uh, ghost of a game sitting there that nobody can play. Yeah. 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 Well, just like we talked about last time, I mean, it, it, last show, I, you know, a lot of these guys now are are uh, kind of going well. There is there is a, a tale to this, mm-hmm. you know. Now that there's a, a um, with the PC platform in general, it's like, well, shit, you can anything that you have as long as it will still work, you can still put out there to buy, even if it's just five dollars, and you, you'll you'll make something off of it. Yeah. You know, so that's uh, that's one of those things that I do feel is, is, you know, great about PC gaming besides like modding and all that other shit is that I do think for a lot of these developers that that uh, have this, you know, essentially have some some long tail in there or they want a long tail in their game. You know, just keep keep your shit updated and, and I think you'll you'll find it. Yeah. Um, you just got to give. But I think the other thing, too, is that the, the people that are doing it just have to not be in love with the idea of what their price point is. Yeah. You know, we're even seeing that now on the Switch where all of a sudden shit's going on sale. $15 games are going on sale for like a buck. <laughs> and I, I even read something the other day like where they interviewed a developer and he was like, I didn't think this was a good idea. And then now we've made up more than we ever would have <laughs> um, just by selling this at, you know. Rock bottom prices. Meanwhile, the industry continues to have arguments with people about why charging eighty dollars is okay. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. Uh, so finally, we have a fun story to end with. Uh, apparently, an idiot decided to uh, try to kickstart a game that was already kickstarted. Yep. Yeah. So this involves a board game called Dungeon Horde, hmm. uh, which. Wait a second, where'd I get? Okay, there it is. Uh, yeah, called a Dungeon Horde that was uh, made by Whitehelm Games. Uh, it was on, let's see, it was on Board Crafter, I think it is, or Game Crafter. Hmm. It's like a ver- it's like a kickstarting site for board games. Yeah. Where you can kind of get modular with like upgrades you want for more stuff on there. Uh, but he made himself an account on Kickstarter. Named White Home Games, mm-hmm. uh, put up the the Dungeon Horde uh, as the the thing. Uh, took all the images from the Game Crafter page, uh, and I think took some other stuff from various other Kickstarters as well, uh, as far as like text for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, raised about three hundred eighty eight dollars of its fifty five hundred dollar goal uh, before people started realizing, hey, this these are not the people uh, that made that game. And especially they figured out somebody whose uh, native language is not English. Because hmm. uh, once they started calling him out in the comments, uh, his response was uh, pretty fun. Uh, so there's like somebody here named Jason Glover who works on Game Crafter. 
Uh, said, do not back this game. This game is 100% completely stolen. The real designer publisher is currently selling this game on the Game Crafter. I'm a curator at Game Crafter, and I know 100% this campaign is fraudulent. The fake creator copy-pasted all the images from the Game Crafter and is using them here. They also copied much of the rest of the camp, the Kickstarter page from other Kickstarter creators. Trust me here, I'm a super backer, and I have run 12 successful Kickstarters myself. Check my bio. This guy's flat-out crook. Beware. I hope Ernest, the rightful owner of the game, is perusing matters with Kickstarter in regards to this blatant copyright infringement. His response, uh, all lowercase, can you stop acting like a kid? <laughs> uh, let's see, other people here. Uh, it's very simple to recognize the fraud here. You just need to go to the Game Crafter and check out the images provided there. It's Froster copy all the images except for the tall booklet, which contains the rules. You'll see my name, Ernest Formosa, in my logo, White Home Games. So tell us, why didn't you copy that image, too? Mm-hmm. Uh, he responded, man, are you sick or what? Who sent you on me, Hein? Go do what you want. You are someone jealous that all whatever you talk you, you can change nothing because you're not the owner. Stop commenting for nothing. Jason Glover came back uh, saying, Ernest, have you contacted Kickstarter yet? Please do. This guy's a crook. Contact Kickstarter as a copyright holder. Just go to the main campaign and, you know, there's it off. And he responds, hey, you motherfucker, you're just a super dick. You know, you go play away and do something in your life. And who told you were waiting to live from this campaign? It's nothing like you. You're just a real stupid. Was this Donald Trump? <laughs> no, uh, it's no, this is actually more coherent than Donald Trump. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, might be from Sad. France. Paris, France. That's the location they have. Mm. I want to say uh, I'm surprised, but I'm not. Apparently, this this kind of uh, Kickstarter squatting is actually fairly common. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's uh, I don't know, there's a SGR on YouTube does a whole series called Kick Scammers. Uh, yeah. I guess he sent out yeah. a message to all the backers. Mm. Said, Dear backers, first thanks for all backers. Who backed my project? Sorry for some kids who tried to broke my project, but we will continue fighting to bring the project to life. Do not worry about the about some fake comments. Someone jealous trying to broke my project. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this guy is. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, in the head. Perhaps. Well, well, now that yeah. we've cleared that up, yeah, yeah. Uh, then they found out. Uh, I had the same scammer had another campaign up for another stolen game this time. The Christ, uh, Christ is born. <laughs> Second campaign has been canceled by Kickstarter. Yeah, which is what's going to happen. So this is this is normal. This happens a lot. A lot of yeah. uh, it's, especially like on a crowd. If a project starts on a crowdfunding site that isn't Kickstarter, uh, yeah, oftentimes people will squat on Kickstarter with yeah. that same project. You know, the fun thing about the internet is that you not only have fraudsters, but like overly confident fraudsters as well. Yeah. Who get offended when you point out their fraud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the world we live in. So. I mean, this guy created a new account, Christmas 2019, for <laughs> this account. So, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. All right, so I think we'll uh, call it a day there. Uh, like always, uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show, you can do so at anchor.fm slash Update to hit the subscribe button and choose the platform that you want us to receive the show on. Uh, you can also check out uh, smashpad.com, Trails of Cold Steel 3 review up uh, on the site now and other stuff coming. 
And we are going to be playing the hell out of it when it comes out Tuesday. Yep. So uh, so with that, I have been Filippo Donolfo, and for Brandon Perkins, Chris Logie, and Lee Lamb, we'll see you next week.